Welcome back to uh, part two of The Truth About Sin here on the Push for Truth podcast. I am your co-host, Greg Jr., uh, joined by my pops, Greg Sr. Uh, We're excited to, uh, again, dive back into really, um, you know, kind of the the roots of sin and and, uh, even, you know, to elaborate even more on uh, the effects of it and really how to address it. You know, we kind of, we did it on last week, but we kind of rehashed some things and then kind of uh, uh, look down a few different avenues and, and give some perspective on um, the different aspects and angles uh, of sin. Welcome back, everybody, to the Push for Truth podcast. Um, man, we're talking about sin, uh, and we're diving back into uh, what we started on last week. Um, so, uh, just a quick recap on last week. Um, you know, we kind of went through defining uh, sin. We both gave examples of you know um, our perspective on sin, I guess, or mm-hmm. how we would. Uh, define it ourselves. And then, of course, we took a look at um, God's word um, to say what it says about sin and kind of made that clear cut um, as a starting point. Um, And then then we dove into why it was such a big deal. We talked about um, how it creates that separation between man and God, between us and God. And then also to um, at the huge price that was paid for sin, through Jesus Christ. And so um, today we're going to go ahead and start off by talking about where sin comes from um, and kind of, I guess, the origins of it, if you will. Hey, man, I, I had a scripture I wanted to um, kind of to get us started on that. We talk about where the sin come from and, um, and the scripture I wanted to kind of tap into first was James chapter one. Uh, verses 14 and 15. And um, I still want to read it out of the Amplified Version. So James chapter 1, verse 14 said, but each one is uh, tempted when he is dragged away and enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly uh, desire, lust, or passion. Mm -hmm. Then when the illicit desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and when sin is running its course, it gives birth to death. Right. You know, and I think it kind of gives like a good indicator. I think a lot of times we think of sin, we often think of, you know, I remember being a kid and there was, um, and I forget this little sticker I had, um, you know, it was like the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, right. you know, of course the enemy he does have a place. He does tempt us or whatnot, mm-hmm. but you know, there are a lot of things that, come from within mm-hmm. you know that's just we're we're born with the sin nature right uh we come into this world selfish you know kind of all about me uh, if you think about i know it's been talked about before but you think about a baby you know a baby you know i'm, I'm crying because i want to eat i want my pamper changed i want some attention all those things you know it's like kind of the focus is is on you you know and so but i think uh, getting back to like just the origin of sin and in, in that passage of scripture, it's like if you think about different things in our lives where we, you know, we have things that we desire and may catch our attention or whatnot, 
and that in of itself isn't sin you know but like the right. scripture talks about it it grows and leads into right. that right and i think um kind of like you said you know uh especially in this particular passage in reference to um being tempted um and um it says by his own lust mm -hmm. you know and so as important as it is when you have that encounter with god to say hey and you confess that you are a sinner right this is part of that acknowledging that just i'm like that we're born into it we're born into um the selfish nature of it's about me right um and so it's i think it's important just to point that out like you know it's funny how uh you know the devil gets credit for a lot more absolutely then you know and i i heard a really cool story um gosh what was it i think i i think i sent you this um it was talking about um it was talking about the donkey and, and yes. uh you know what i'm talking about yes and so it essentially and and we're we're going to try and pull it up here but essentially it's talking <laughs> about how the enemy knows how to start a fight he knows how to kind of flick that cigarette butt out there and then he walks away from it. Hide his hands. You know what I'm saying? And and it's and it's up to us to be able to identify and have an understanding and know who we are naturally and know our weaknesses, know what our strengths and weaknesses are. But I think even more importantly, our weaknesses, those areas where we falter more easily, right. or we can be tempted more easily and and pulled to a certain direction and knowing that man i need something greater and and that's kind of what we can jump into in a little bit but like it's really important that we identify i guess the 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 root of of everything and and understanding um how uh the enemy can use that to prey on us but then we also have that power and authority to to uh not choose it absolutely yeah. yeah yeah i think about whenever i know we discussed it maybe it was last cast or the one before that when we were talking about <clears throat> excuse me we were talking about adam and eve adam and eve and how you know satan again yes he played a part he played a part in that you know yeah. he but he appealed to that part of us that's like you know Hey, it's just uh, whether it be a desire or like a, a curiosity yeah. or maybe like you said, a weakness. Mm -hmm. He plays to that. And Satan is very, very cunning, very subtle, uh, very crafty at what he does. And I think me and my dad were talking about this a few weeks ago and he was talking about how pretty much ridiculous it sounds to think that we're in of ourselves any any type of uh match to satan right mm. i mean people will say that but that's just that's that's mm. that's impossible you know satan's been deceiving people since the beginning of time mm -hmm. and so to think that without you know without us um again like you said something greater than us someone greater than us right giving us the strength to be able to to turn when those yeah. temptations arise yeah 
you know. And I think that's a great point um, and a spot to to kind of hit that next question on who sins, mm. you know, which is, which is, you know, it's rhetorical, right? <laughs> right. It's like, and so uh, we have a few scriptures uh, for, for this uh, question, but for those wondering, you know, who, who's a sinner and who's not um, Romans three and 23 clearly tells us that uh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so um, that's everyone, you know, all means all, you know, uh, you, you say that sometimes and, um, we also have another uh scripture as well that you had pulled up, uh, yeah, same in uh, Romans chapter yeah. five, mm-hmm. uh, standing as uh, Romans chapter five and verse 12. And <clears throat> excuse me, it says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned, right? Again, there it is, it's all, it's no one exempt, yeah, from uh from sin and and like I put in my uh in the outline here you know it's like sin is like it's it, it infects everyone yeah yeah everyone and so naturally um you know with any illness any disease any diagnosis that you may receive uh about a particular illness naturally the question is well you know how do I? What can I do about right. it? What kind of treatment? What kind? It's of, like, man. It, okay, y'all talk. Y'all are telling me I'm a sinner. Y'all are telling me that we just like you know. And so, <laughs> what's the other side of that? Right. And is so, this, just this what it's going to be. Is, yeah, this episode is going to be full of um, the beautiful. Uh, this is the good news, mm-hmm. um, and and it's a beautiful uh, story of restoration and redemption, and really how. Christ came and, and we kind of talked about it last week on why is it such a big deal? What's well, like, well, we've told you why sin is such a big deal, but then why it's even, uh, why it is an even bigger deal right. is because of what Christ did on the cross. Right. Um, and so, man, how do we, what do we do with sin? What do we do with this thing that you're telling me that is a chronic illness? Right. Like right. What's the, what's the antidote? Right. You know, I think, like you said, when somebody gets uh, diagnosed, you want to know, like, man, what's the course of action I take? It was the first pill I got to take. Right. It, what is it? It's right. something. It's right. something I have to do, you know, and I think uh, when we look at. If you want to jump into that first question, like, well, like, how do we how do we combat? How do we fight it? How do we. Right. What's the first step what's, in the cure? And I yeah. think. Uh, the first step I have here is in Romans chapter six, again, staying in, staying in Romans, uh, chapter six, verse 23. And we talk about, uh, again, there's this, this scripture is like always, okay, it's bad news, but then there's like on the other end of the spectrum, there's like great news. Right. So Romans six twenty three says for the wages of sin is death. So it's a price that has to be paid for, for sin. And we talked about a little bit last week. But the gift of God is eternal life in uh, Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so that's, that's the first is to recognize that there is no other, uh, if you will, like other method of treatment, no other antidote, no other right. cure, because, you know, the gift that Christ offers, is he's the only one that's, that's 
qualified, if you will, to yeah. to offer that. Nobody else can make that claim. Nobody else can offer you what Jesus Christ offers you. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, say that. Okay, well, you have to uh, again. And I'm not. I'm not downplaying being having a a, a, a great moral life or, or striving to you know, uh, uh, walk upright. But if you're doing that, if Christ isn't involved, then that yeah. th- th- there's no, uh, there's no, there's no salvation in that. Right. You know, um, and I think a lot of, uh, I know we've talked about it before, like a lot of other religions is based upon your performance, your works, what you've done. Yeah. Well, the scripture says that the gift, the payment for sin is by Jesus Christ being the sacrifice, yep. the atonement for our sins. Right. And in that Romans six twenty three, you know, it says for the wages of sin is death. But then it talks about what salvation is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so one thing I do want to make a note of and point out is like the wages of sin is death. But then it, it on a flip, it talks about that the gift of God is eternal life. So not only is salvation not wages, but it's it's nothing that you work work for or right. earn. You don't work right? for a gift. <laughs> Salvation's a gift. Right. And so we really want to make sure that we put this into perspective because then I can picture someone maybe asking, um, you know, okay, well, was it like, is it really a cure or is it really a, you know, am I still dealing with the sin issue? Right. And so, um, yes, we still deal with the sin issue. Right. However, it's like, once you receive that salvation, all the, like, there's no striving, there's no striving in terms of getting to heaven. And, and God doesn't God God doesn't give a He doesn't give a gift and say okay well give it back, right? I want it back. Give me right. the gift back, right? You know, and it's which kind of goes into the faith and works, and then you, you get into that, right? But in short, you know, when you receive that free gift from God, it's like, and you realize the magnitude of it. It's like. It goes from me working to be a good person, to do this, this, and this, to, wow, this isn't an incredible gift that God has given me freely. Right. And because of that, now I can operate in that freedom and knowing it's, it's like a peace that comes with it. Mm-hmm. So from that, my my work, good work show because, man, this gracious God has- The good works are, are, are fruit- are the, fruit the of salvation the fruit of God's grace, right? And the gift, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I think That's good. I think one of the things that, um, and I don't know, I just kind of feel that to say this because to whomever may be listening, you know, I think because the Bible talks about, I think it's in the Book of Acts of uh, Paul's talking about. I believe it's. I believe, I'll look it up here in a minute, but he talks about you know what people talk about sin and God's grace and His forgiveness. And two things. One is that, you know, we never, you know, talk about sin that grace may abound. In other words, like, we don't have the mindset to be like, well, if God's going to forgive me, if I'm covered in grace, then 
I'll just send, you know, and that's not that's that's not the what Paul was saying because he talks about like, you know, should we send the grace of abound? He's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, Romans six. Romans yeah. six verse one. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So we don't want to get into the position like, okay, well, I'm abusing God's grace. I know he's gonna forgive me, so right. you know, right. might as well right. you know, partake in it. I mean, that's yeah. not that that's not <laughs> what he's talking about at all. And I think something that you said you hit on a minute ago is that when we talk about like some people struggle with the fact that it's just that for lack of better terms, it's simple. Yeah, absolutely. And I think because we can get so fixated on, we've condemned ourselves for so long, you know, we look at like, Oh man, I've just, you look Mm -hmm. back, you know, it'd be like somebody looking at a, uh, their criminal record. Mm-hmm. It's been like a life, life, lifelong criminal. Mm-hmm. You're looking like, well, surely it can't be just me. You know, how how was God going to forgive me for all this? Right. And it's and it's that grace. And I think something you may have mentioned last week is that when we truly understand like the magnitude of His love for us, and, and it makes me think about the passage of scripture where it talks about it's it's not God's. It's not his shaming. He doesn't shame. He doesn't condemn. He doesn't embarrass. He doesn't do those things. The Bible says that it's God's goodness that turns or or drives us to repentance. That next word. Yeah. It's his goodness. And and, and it's that repentant heart. It's, it's, that's what it turns us. And then like that true repentance keeps us from saying, well, I'm going to continue to sin because God's grace has covered me anyway. Right. 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 And, and having that understanding of the work that it's doing in you, you know, like you said, it's the fruit of it and you can't deny that fruit, especially once you've tapped in uh, and, you know, like, and like the disciples there, they were sold out. They were all in. Right. Right. They went through a learning process, a learning curve, if you will, you know, which is why they walk with Christ and why he, he walked with them and, and was able to show them and correct. And, you know, that's a great physical example of what should be taking place in the spirit between us and, and heavenly father, right. you know? Um, and so, you know, that's step one on how we fight, how we combat it. It's one acknowledging, Hey, you know, I am a sinner and, and I'm in need of a savior. Mm-hmm. And then identifying who the Savior is, and that is Jesus Christ, who came, he died and rose for us, you know. And then, you know, we have some other points on here, and, and you talked about, you know, not sinning that God's grace would, would you know. Would abound, right. It's, you know, more sin, more grace. Like, that's not how, that's not how it works, you know, because there's no true repentance in that. You haven't truly come to know him if if that's the mindset that right. you got, right? And so not making a habit or not practicing sin, once you've identified what it is, which is anything that, you know, you know, you know what you should do, but you don't do right. it, right? Right, right. Um, that's one of the interpretations that the Bible talks about. And, you know, and I think, man, I think when we truly grab hold of, who he is and who we are in him. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about the truth about sin, but the focus now becomes 
man, how can I, like, what can I do to, um, I mean, I, we can never repay impossible. the price that was, right? Yeah, impossible. But it's like, man, God, how can I express back to you what you've deposited into me? And that is love. That is through his love that he's shown and grace and mercy that he's mm-hmm. shown us. Then the focus is, man, I want to love like Christ. I want to look like Christ. I want to look like and be like everything that he was to me, to someone else, you know, and sharing that. Right. You know, and it's when the scripture talks about being a light. And so I think it's like when you're driving down the road, what you look at is what's going to be your focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so as we're ign- identifying what sin is, I think it's important. It's so important to know that when you come to Christ, all of the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, man, He, God doesn't see that. He sees an unblemished, you know, he sees his son. We're right. literally clothed in Christ right. when we come to God. And so that's the best way to look at yeah. it and and remembering that is who we are and I, in and Christ. I, and, and I think when we talked about, maybe it was last week talking about, uh, I love the the story of the, uh, the prodigal son, man. I love that story because it's like I said before, he didn't, you know, that that story is a representation of us in Christ, right? How we've like, we strayed away was like, mm-hmm. you know, I want all I can get while I can get it. And I'm just going to go off and do my own thing. And, mm-hmm. but what I love about that story is that again, like I said, maybe last week when the sun came to, when he hit the bottom, mm-hmm. he hit rock bottom, his expectation wasn't even that he was going to, you know, he was like, man, if I could just be like, I can go back and be like a servant. Mm-hmm. I don't even need to go back and have the position I had before. I just, mm-hmm. but that's not with the father. You know, when he, when he made his, his, uh, his return back home, you know, the father was like waiting, like with, with joy, with happiness. Like, I mean, it ended in celebration, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, and again, like you say, like talking about like the, the self-condemnation and guilt and all the things that we carry. And, you know, the father did not ask him about, you know, where you've been. Yeah. He he didn't he didn't bring up anything about yeah. him leaving. He said, as far as your, you know, the east is from the west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, man, you just you back home. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of times with us, man, I, I I don't know if it's just from us allowing the enemy to get in our mind or just the way that we think that people treat other people mm. because people treat other people mm-hmm. not like God does, you know, and people are quick to remind you of your faults, your failures, all those things, but that's not what Christ does. And so like you said earlier, man, if, if we could get to the point as believers of like, treating people that we meet i mean we talk about a lot at work and we've had some great experiences by not engaging with people but not in a position of like hey man you're wrong i'm gonna Mm -hmm. fix you Mm -hmm. hey you're wrong you know you're this 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 but like just Mm -hmm. just sharing like man 
I hear what you're saying, but man, this is like what God's done for me. I don't, I'm not right. telling you this is what you got, but I'm just like, and just sharing, like, like you said, just being, being who he is to mm-hmm. us, being that to somebody else. Yeah. Cause people aren't, if somebody doesn't know Christ, they're not going to, the reality is for some people, they're not, they're not going to church. They're not going to just pick up a Bible. They're not going to, you know, so we have to be that that witness we have to be that that seed if you will so they can see like man what's like whenever the opportunity arises somebody likes like man what's like what's what's different i see you these different things happening but how do you how can you continue to go on in the midst with your attitude and all this you know despite all this stuff that's going on it's like an opportunity for god to like use you as an instrument to to plant that seed and just you know show show his attributes, his nature to somebody else that may have a whole nother. Me, we meet people, man, that's been like in church, that's been messed up from church, that's been yeah. hurt by the church or people in the church, you know, and right. want don't want anything to do with it because there's been some poor uh, representation, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Man, we're talking about the truth about <laughs> sin. Talking about the truth about sin. Man, y'all stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. Welcome back to the Push for Truth podcast, man. In this closing segment, uh, man, we're going to be discussing uh, even further. You know, we've talked about you know salvation. We've talking, we've talked about not creating a habit of, uh, I guess, habitual sin, if you will, mm-hmm. um, sinning that God's grace. You know, just because God's grace has covered us does not mean that taking us liberty to right. And so. Um, you know, to the next point is that, you know, we talked about seeing people, valuing people, loving and looking like uh, Christ. Um, and one of the scriptures that I that came to mind uh, to that point, I know we have another one, but one that came to mind was Matthew 621. And I, I actually heard this uh, earlier in the week. Uh, and it says, for where your treasure is, mm-hmm. there's your, your heart will be yeah. also. Yeah. Um, and I heard uh, a minister say, you know, wh- where's your treasure? You know, and he, he ended by saying like people are treasure. Like, do we treasure and value people? Mm-hmm. Not, not in um, treasuring them in a sense of envy or idolizing, right. but treasuring people willing and being ready prepared to serve love give and whatever that looks like sacrifice for those around us for the sake of god being glorified and so um i thought that was such a valuable thing you know um how many things we value in this life things that we treasure good bad or indifferent Mm -hmm. um are we valuing and treasuring the things? Because the first part of that says to store up your treasures, you know, where, you know, thieves can't break in right. and moths can't right. destroy, right? right? These are things, these are like the intangibles, right? right? Things that you can't necessarily see sometimes, you know, um, but it's truly being a blessing to someone and being a light uh, in a dark world, quite frankly. Um, and so um, to piggyback on that, we can jump into that next scripture. Let's look at uh, Romans chapter 8, 
in verse 5, and I don't know if you want me to pick up or you want to pick up in Galatians, but uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 5, excuse me. It says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. And I'll go ahead and read. uh, I'll keep reading down a little bit further. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because a carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And so I guess the point focused out on that is just like words like when we're talking about combating, fighting, you know, uh, warring against sin. It's like, Mm -hmm. man, like, where's your focus? Yeah. You know, where, where's your mind? Where's your mind? What do you, you know, what what are you consuming? I guess is another way to look at it too, you know? Right. And, um, I always like to look at the flip side of things because I know it can be easy to, you know, you talk about where's your focus. Like there are the obvious things that where our focus can be, um, apart from Christ, apart from kingdom. Right. Right. But then there are also those things that we, that we deal with. Uh, and you see a lot of today, you know, uh, I've experienced some of myself, but you know, you have shame, you have a lot of those things that you may walk into your relationship with God with still need right. pruning. You still right. need uh, refining, right? Like, and, and that's why this is, it's, it's a marathon. And I think that's something to be understood. Like, you know, I was talking to my wife today and she was like, it's not easy to be a Christian. No. I said, and it's not. <laughs> and and so you said that, and that's one, of, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the things that people, if you truly, if you really read the Bible, that's like, there's nowhere in the Bible where Jesus, like he didn't teach anything that was about uh, comfort, you know, or, or being, you know, everybody's going to like you. And he didn't teach any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was quite the opposite, really. He talked a lot about suffering and persecution. And yeah. and, and and I think, like, you know, and, and again, not that you go out of your way to be like, hey, I'm going to get people to hate me. But Jesus, you know, he talks about, and, and I do believe the more that you mature and grow in your relationship, and we're seeing it in our society today, but, you know, Jesus talks about, like, you know, well, if they're hating me, then they're going to hate you too. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'll tell you, like nobody's going to hate somebody that always that this this going along with whatever the mm-hmm. whatever the flow is, you know. So I think when you start to stand on your convictions and you know speaking the truth in love, then I think people take you know people take offense to that because yeah. it's the truth. And uh, again, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm always I'm always trying to look at it from different perspectives in a sense that at the beginning we said we talked about the stance of the devil made me do it right but the devil he might have he might have <laughs> you know shut this street off and made it look like you couldn't go this way so right. you you went down this other path but now what you find when you get into this space and you are operating in kingdom and and walking in the spirit then and we talked about this today too me and uh, me and my wife is like the more you grow in Christ the more you grow in your faith you're going to have that opposition yeah it's to be expected 
And this is where it is the enemy. When you have that opposition, when you as you increase, as you level up in faith, you level up in impact, you right. level up in all things kingdom. I feel like the enemy, once you become a threat to Satan himself, he begins to he begins to send out the waves of you you understand what you, I'm saying? You make now. me think in terms I'm thinking like in my mind, I'm picturing like just different movies I've seen over years. Like the the more you get into the enemy's camp, like into their territory, yeah, he isn't gonna just like he ain't gonna just like fold up and be like, Oh, you got me. Right. I mean, the, the it's gonna be more and more resistance you're gonna meet. And the more you go into his territory, so to speak. And to take this a step further, and we didn't even really discuss this. We 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 kind of did, and we briefly talked about it before the cast today. Um, is operating in the spirit, and mm. as you grow in that maturation and maturity in your faith, I feel like you got to be walking in the spirit. And when you walk in the spirit, the fight is different. The fight mm. is different. Then you begin to see, hey, it's not so and so coming at me. It's not right. This person coming. You it's begin not to see, blood. right? And that's again. This is the Push for Truth podcast. God's word says that the battle is not between flesh and blood. And what you see, what you see today in today's society is people fighting a spiritual battle right. in the flesh. Right. 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 And. The only way you can fight in the spirit is to know who you, you got to know who you, you represent. You got to know. It, and you can't. So you can't. You can't. Fight a spiritual battle walking in the flesh. You can't. Impossible. You cannot win that battle. No. You know, um, you know. Just very vaguely, I know, you know, this is just an example, right, of, you know, um, a little bit earlier in my wife and I's marriage, trying to get her to understand some things. You, of course, you want to grow and 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 walk, and you want to grow together spiritually. That's right. always the goal. Right. Um, but I was going about it the wrong way. You know, I'm mm. trying to preach at her and tell her all about this stuff, and, <laughs> and God's like, "Bro, you're you're fighting this wrong. Mm. Look at your posture, right? And you talk about that earlier. You know, have my hands up." They might have not have physically been up, but I've got my hands up. I maybe you're getting offended. I'm talking at you, not to you. Right. And so what God showed me was, you know, I had to get, I had to fight different. We've been called to look different, but the fighting looks different as well. Right. Um, you know, we we take some scriptures out of context, I believe, when it comes to defending our faith and and but Man, there is power in prayer. There is power, and 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 that's the way I had to fight that particular battle, so to right. say, you know. And then God began to put the pieces in her life that were doing way more and was way more effective than I was, right. you know. Right. And so this is all part of the process. I know we're talking about sin, but these are all that's elements, all part of man. It. That's all these part are of elements it. for the off- offensive, right? And and, and operating. Uh, in the spirit, I think something to use to what you say, and, I, and you can speak to it after the um, the scripture. But because you talked about the home, you know, I think sometimes people 
uh, whether it be the home, family, you know, and um, I'll find the scripture or maybe you can look it up when I start mm-hmm. talking about it. But Jesus said, like, you know, I, he basically says, like, he talks about, I did not come to bring peace but a sword. Mm-hmm. And he talks about within the household, I'll have a, you know, a, a mother mm-hmm. against a, a daughter. It's about all the different relationships in a household. Mm-hmm. You know what I think? <clears throat> Unlike what you were speaking of a minute ago, while you were going about it, like you said, fighting it the wrong way, I think that that scripture can look at the other side of it where you can be, you know, going about it all the right way and still not that other person still not necessarily, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. receive or accept what you're saying. And I think in that, in that passage of scripture, Jesus is basically saying that man, like, and I, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine a couple of days ago. And we were talking about like, he said, man, I had to learn that. Yes. My relationship with my wife is important. My relationship with my kids is important to say, but man, I have to make sure that the most important relationship, which is the, my, my relationship with Christ is intact. Mm-hmm. And and I think part of what that scripture is getting at is that, you know, Christ wants, wants us to be like, you know what? It's a challenge. I want to be first. Yeah. I, I want to be number one. And, and man, I can tell you just that's, you know him and that's still at times, you know, you, 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 you love your kids, you love your wife, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you can easily find yourself like, man, putting those relationships ahead of mm-hmm. what, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what, what God wants you to be doing. Right. And man, and he's like, no, I, I, I want you to be first. And he's saying that it might not, it may not necessarily bring about peace right. in that environment. Right. You know, by you putting me first. Right. And, you know, you talk about that suffering. You talk about the um, just the opposition that you face. Like those are forms of it. Yeah. You know, because it's a struggle when maybe you're not seeing eye to eye with the family member or whoever. It's tough. Especially when you're of the faith. It's tough. Right. You know, and so um, it's just to the point of focusing and setting our minds on, on things above, as we read in Romans eight, five, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and read here uh, a second scripture that we had to go with that. And it's Galatians five, 16, 17. I don't know if you already read it. I did not. Okay. Uh, But it says, but I say, walk in the spirit, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh for these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. And so back to having an understanding and identifying what's taking place day after day after day in our lives from the moment we wake up to the time we go to sleep. It's every day, you know, and this is a constant, it's a battle. It has to be, you know, the scripture uses, um, so many references to uh, uh, being a competitor. He uses <laughs> references to being a soldier. It, there's no coincidence of why the Bible is is scripted and worded the way that it is. Right. Um, right. And because it is a battle and it is a fight. And so um, we just pray and hope that you're encouraged by these words because it sounds like a lot. You know, it, we're we're trying to it, keep this. It, it sounds like a, a lot, bit, and, I, but... and and I think you can get into you can you can become 
at times you can become discouraged, frustrated, you know, a little bit down or whatnot. But it's like you said, you know, and using again, like uh, you talked about a, a marathon earlier. Man, I, I've uh, I've never ran one. I've ran about half one, but I, I've known several people that run a marathon, man. And, and during that race, I mean, there are times when it's like it's not just a smooth because you're dealing with different, you know I me, mean? you may be dealing with the elements. Mm-hmm. You may be dealing with, oh man, like this is, you know, I got my, my, my knees hurt, my foot's hurt, you know, like right. just a multitude of different things, the terrain you're on. I mean, it's a lot of different things. And so, like you said, I don't think it's any, any, any uh, coincidence that the Bible uses a lot of uh, uh, things to, to give us to relate to, because just like in your Christian walk and your journey, man, it's like, it is not if you're setting out to like think it's like a a, a a hundred meter dash i think those times we and you burn out mm-hmm. yeah and you know the parable it talks about the seed and you know how mm-hmm. it gets some of it goes on rocky ground some Absolutely. people take hold of it grab root man i had this incredible experience with god and then maybe it wears off because i still dealing with the realities of life because maybe i either wasn't told or I was just deceived into thinking that, man, it's going to be a cakewalk once I accept Christ into my life and not really understanding, you know, when, when Christ says to take up your cross, Christ says to, he tells them to count the cost, Mm -hmm. you know, like really take heed of, uh, you know, what all it's going to take to really, you know, walk this thing out. And again, we, there's no striving there's no striving in terms of once you've come to Christ and you've received that salvation in your heart. Like that, that that's not what we're discussing. What we're talking about is once you've once you have enlisted, mm-hmm. being ready for that hand-to-hand combat that is going to take place after that. Because that's what you're doing when you come to Christ. You enlist. Yeah. You enlist and not only are you enlisting, but you're enlisting, and then you're going back into battle against the very same uh, team that was your ally, with right. that, the, the team that you were on, so right. to say. You're going back to battle that. Right? right. And you're going back to battle that, and praise God for that, because that's what we need. That's what God has called us to. And so we pray that, we pray that y'all are encouraged and kind of... As we get towards the back end and trying to wrap this up, I think this is a great place to um, kind of talk about and discuss knowing our identity and sure, why sure. and how that plays such a huge part. Once we've once we've embraced this, once we've chosen to make a step and say yes to Christ, I'm going to live my life for you. Now, having an understanding that I'm going to face opposition, now I know. You know, I have to constantly remind myself, I have to be amidst a community of people that will remind me, that will hold me accountable and remind me of who I am in Christ, just as much as I may need to encourage and speak that God's promises over myself, over someone else. You need that in your life too. Right, right. Absolutely. I'll read... um... I'll go ahead and read a couple of uh, passages of scripture here. And we're just talking about like how knowing, knowing your identity in Christ, you know, I think, man, we live in a, a, in a time where it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, 
identity crisis is just this is the battle it's a struggle. i mean it's just right you know there are so many people finding identity and search for identity in so many things and, yeah. and, and god is like no I've, I've given you that when you come to right. me it's like i've given you that mm -hmm. you know but people are people are deceived people are confused because again looking in the wrong places for identity you know yeah. you'll you'll have a lot of the enemy will give you an identity society will give you an identity yeah. but it's like man nothing supersedes the identity we have in christ and so first corinthians or second corinthians uh chapter five i'm gonna be verses 17 and 21. Uh, verse 17 very familiar passage of scripture says therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation Amen. old things have passed away behold all things have become new and then verse uh verse 21 says for he made him who knew uh no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of god in him i know that's one of your favorite yeah i love that just like always talking that. about the righteousness of god like he you know we when we receive him as like just reminding myself and reminding others that once you come to christ and i think man i i'm really big on like i think one thing we don't do uh, uh as the body of christ a great job of like encouraging one another mm -hmm. and that's that that's a that, that's a, a huge part man and i and i say it's huge because the bible talks about it man in hebrews it talks about like you know man let's encourage one another like and not just every once in a while but like encourage others on a daily basis so that right. we're not we're not drawn away right we, we we're not enticed to go another direction we're doing everything else consistently why not this? Yeah. This is this is has to be an integral part of our walk. It has to be. It's so important because, you know, and I can speak to this and you can probably attest to this as well. And I think, um, you know, anybody that is truthful and, and honest about it is, <laughs> is that when we don't, when we kind of um, isolate mm. and we get into that place of. It's you not know, a good well, place. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. Being one on one with the enemy is not a good place no. to be. No. Um, in in terms of isolation and not having, not being connected and in, in, in tune. And, and and I said like, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think if we're not if we're not gonna be real about it, then it, you you can deceive yourself. It always this whole thing it's got to be real to you it's got to be real to you and and you got to be real with yourself and you got to be real and that's with, the one that that's yeah. the greatest the greatest deception there is to me is like it's self-deception yeah when i can deceive myself and be like i'm good mm -hmm. I, i'm okay yeah and i but i know like really and again when i get down to like i always tell people like if i'm going to examine myself you gotta is, examine yourself. It, but I have to examine, but mm -hmm. I can't go. I, I can go find somebody mm -hmm. and post myself up next to them and make myself look really good. Mm -hmm. I can do I can I can just I can go find, you know what I'm saying? But, but when I yeah. but when I go when I want to when I do a true examination, what I should be using is the word of God mm -hmm. as the criteria for doing that examination. Yeah. The, the only comparison that there should be is does it align? With the, that's it. 
and right. and and Paul and Paul. So Paul talks about it, right? It's like examine yourself, man. He and talks about more than one 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 occasion, like you know. And in terms of being honest with ourselves, there's fruit. There's always fruit, and it's not always good fruit. No. <laughs> so we we can assess where we are by the fruit. Yeah. In our lives, in that particular season, moment, and time, wherever we are, yeah. right. If it's bitterness, it's the fruit of bitterness. It's the fruit of anger. You'll see it. It'll be obvious. Yeah. You know, um, and we like again. That's that's the thing. We have to be honest and truthful with ourselves. And it's not, hey, let me beat myself up. Let me. It's, it's not. It's, it's not. That's not the mode. That's not. The, that's not the uh, the objective. The goal is to keep my focus and my gaze upon the Father. Mm-hmm. Because when I when I keep my focus on the Father, I'm able to do what people say is impossible. I'm able to connect with people that society would say you can't connect, you can't get through to that person. I'm able to, you know, literally do the impossible because of the spirit within me. And we know that that's not like you said. We know that's not true because, like you said, if you're walking in that right spirit, because man. Jesus connected with everybody, right? Except for the religious, yeah. yeah, because they knew, you know, what I'm saying they they placed themselves in a, in a self righteous spot. But the people, whether it be the tax collector, the 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 prostitutes, mm-hmm. whether it be the the lepers, I mean, just people on levels that, quite honestly, the church, the religious people didn't want to have anything to do with. Yeah. Those are the people that Jesus like. He just he showed them, yeah, he showed and, them love, he showed them compassion. You know, and we try. I think sometimes we try to measure, like, okay, well, or we not measure, but we try to, like, okay, well, this person deserves my compassion, and my Everything grace, and my love. Everything like is marginalized. Like it's like, or we we try to where there's there's um, there's divisions. There's like uh, these spaces. Like there, there's no there's levels to everything. Yeah. You know, there's there's severe, there's not so bad. Like right, there's, right, right. There's a you know the scale that we use mm-hmm. um, in society that is, but in the spirit of God and kingdom, like you know, God sees things differently. You know, God does not see well. This person did that. This person did that. It's like we've been called to look different, respond differently. But the only way we can do that is in the spirit. That's it. And we have to, it's just a constant process of denying self, seeking him out. And the more we seek him, that appetite will grow. That's why it talks about, you know, those who live according to the flesh, they're going to operate in the flesh. Yeah. So if I'm focusing on these things that I know are going to pull me away and distract me from my walk that's, with Christ, that's going to be the That's fruit. what's going to pull me and distract me away from right. my walk with Christ. But if I focus on him, even though I may not feel like it, how many times have I not felt like it? I mean, I don't really feel like reading right now, but man, if I can just, if I can get here 10 minutes right, and lo and behold, God begins to speak, God starts moving, God starts showing and revealing things, right? It's just, it's a, it's it takes that consistency, the discipline. And we have to, I believe it's important to even pray for, pray for that community. If you, if you are a young new believer, if you're someone who's maybe just curious, if you're someone that 
wants to know more, man, get plugged in somewhere. Get right. plugged in and find community and pray. Be specific in your prayers of like, God, show me, you know, put me in a place where I can grow, where I can know the true and living God. Right. You know, because, you know, talked about this earlier. We we're reading in, we talking about Elijah and Elisha and, and all the stuff that Elijah did. And, and <laughs> Elijah was in a position to, that all that he did was that would point people to God, the mm-hmm. true and living God. And that was the that was the issue of the time. It's the same issue we're dealing with today. Right. These people were worshiping idols and, and right. Baal and they were deceived. And they were literally prophets. We call them what you want now of deceiving people, right. deceiving the masses. But we have been called to be the Elijahs and 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 the prophets and, and the men and women of God of our time. Truth bearers. Thank you. And so, um, man, I think today really, uh, you know, we, we're talking about sin, um, but really, at least what I see, what we pulled from it was, man, it really did. It all points back to him. Everything does. You know, and um, it's important that no matter where you are, that you know that God can reach you where you are. I think that's important that we say that here. Um, and that's something that I believe a lot of people need to know in here is that, man, God God does love you. You might have been through some mess. You might have been through going through right. just some, some mud, some dirt, right. some really right. nasty, evil, and wicked stuff. But God is there. And, man, we just want to encourage you here on Push for Truth to seek him out call upon him if you've never called upon him you know he, he says like if you draw near to me i'll, I'll draw near to you yeah. you know there, there's a there's a move to be made by us right right God he stands is, at the door and knocks yeah all we got to do is open that door yeah and so we encourage you uh today that you know whether this is your first time hearing or you've maybe you've strayed maybe you're someone that's struggling you know to continue to seek out the father's face Continue to seek out what he has for you. What's his plan? What's his will for your life? Because he has one for each and every single one of us. And so we want to encourage you today that, you know, you may be in a place where you feel stuck, but God is there and he will deliver (laughs) and restore. Father God, we just come thank you for today, Lord God. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy, Father God. And we just thank you again for just an opportunity, Lord God, to share your word, Lord God, and to just share the fact, Lord God, that, that again, that you paid a tremendous price for sin, Lord God, and that we don't take that lightly, Father. So I just pray in the name of Jesus that those that may be tuning into the cast, Lord God, that whatever they may be going through, the highs and lows of life, God, Lord God, that you would be there to comfort them, to strengthen them, to remind them, Lord God, that anytime they hear your voice, Lord God, it's a time to move and act upon whatever it is you call them to do, Lord God, to let them know, Lord God, that you 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 never leave us nor forsake us, Lord God, and that you can wash us. You do wash us, dear Father God, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For that, Lord God, we give you thanks and we give you praise for just loving us and caring for us the way that you do, Father God. It's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
This has been another episode of the Push for Truth podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode.